Happy New Year, everybody. It is no BS with Brian. And Susan. <laughs> <laughs> it is the New Year's episode is only a couple days away from the brand new year 2021. And we're coming in with a podcast just in time for New Year's called Brian and Susan in the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad year. Oh my, thank you, Steve Carell and Alexander for that movie title. <laughs> we we love you. Uh, we have a great show for you today to end the year out. The year we started this podcast. Um, we're going to be talking about our blind watch, which is fantastic, honorable mentions. We're going to be talking about New Year's in the 1980s. But first, a little bit of the reality TV and movie updates um, Susan is just so great to be doing this on the new year with you right now. Uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll just get into it. Bachelor, Bachelorette, the Bachelorette. <laughs> this year, Susan forced me to watch the Bachelorette. Not force you. <laughs> <laughs> and I watched all of it. The season has ended. It was a crazy year. And now we have to talk about uh, what just happened. So, Susan, what do you think? Is it Was it the ending you hoped for? Was it the ending? You know more than I do. Yes. Oh, my gosh. All my Bachelor Nation people out there, this was what uh, – this was another silver lining to 2020 because we have been just – I feel like it's been so long since we've had a lead where it ended with like a really romantic proposal like that. And we felt like there was love there because we had, I mean, even including Claire, like Claire's was just this awkward, weird thing, whatever. They're still together. Good luck. Um, But before that we had Peter who didn't know what the hell he was doing. He's with Kelly now. Thank God. So there's, you know, he wanted love, but Hannah Brown, who to me, besides Claire, was the second worst bachelorette. Just the girl was too young. She didn't, and she picked a person who said he went on there to promote his music career. And he went on there to promote his music career and had a girlfriend at the same time. Um, That was a very short-lived proposal or engagement. And then we had Colton, who was just terrible. And I mean, it's just been so long. I, I don't know. It, it it kind of like, it was getting to a point where it wasn't about the love anymore. And it was just about sex and drama. And that's not how bachelor started. It really did start with not as much drama, more realism and genuine people trying to find love. And I feel like we came back like to the basics with, uh, with Tasha because she is one of the best bachelorettes we have had because she she is someone and contestants have said this because they were saying like, we got to really know the guys this season. And that's a testament to her because she's asking the right questions. She's allowing us to get to know these guys because she's, she's asking them things that matter. It's not just like, and she's, I mean, for so long, we were just watching makeout sessions, like, Hey, like surface level things and a makeout session. And now I don't know, like we were, I mean, we saw some kisses, but Tasha really was trying to get to know these guys and it was just refreshing. And that's why she had a really strong top four. I would say one of the really good top four. And then her final pick, like, which 
I, we can get into that later, but I did have a change of heart in the final episode and I felt that proposal and congratulations to Tasha and Zach. Cause I think, I don't know. I think they're going to make it really. So you think they're going to make it because Zach is 36. He never watched the show before. He does not care about the bachelorette. He's not promoting himself on Instagram. He has a very low amount of followers. Like any followers he's going to get will just be from this pro- proposal but I don't even think he cares like you know he's a lot of these guys they come in in their 20s and they're trying to build a career on Instagram from it I really don't think Zach is trying to do that I think he I think he's trying like he's more mature than that I think he was legit he went in there knowing what he wanted and I saw that from like the way he spoke to her dad and that final day, and even the propo- the proposal that had so much like words of affirmation in it, and I felt like he, like it wasn't. It, so many times we see these proposals, and it feels very like what they're supposed to say. And I actually felt like this was very catered to her, like specific for her. Cool, cool. That I I felt the love in the air for sure. Uh, so of the four or actually of the, well, of the four that Mm -hmm. she had to choose from in the last two episodes, well, it was technically three, but then one came back. (laughs) Right. Which I have to say, I'm curious. Okay. First of all, how did you feel about Ben when he came back? I was like, he's gone. Like dude had a shot and he screwed it up. And like, I, think there was a very big physical attraction there. And mm-hmm. I think uh, Tasia <laughs> um, <laughs> is really obsessed with deep, deep conversation and emotional uh, support and whatnot. So she really wanted to see the uh, guys come out of their shell. And Ben was the one that just didn't. And like, I feel like for almost no reason, I was like, oh man, she's pouring her heart out to him and he's just not reciprocating it. And then at that dinner, he doesn't do anything. And then when he gets in the car, he realizes to himself about it. And I just thought, okay, here we go. So I think he came back because maybe behind the scenes, Tasha knew Ian, right? Ian? No, wait, not Ian. Brendan? No, who's the other guy? Oh, Ivan. Ivan, Ivan, Ivan not Ian. Ivan, I think she might have told producers, like, definitely not him. So they wanted yeah. to bring somebody else back. So right. they bought him back. And I think her seeing him was like, oh my God, he's come back. He told me he loved me and he's so hot. I kissed him, but I don't <laughs> think he was ever a really the real pick. I think it was always going to be between Zach and Brendan. However, Brendan, unfortunately, just went through all of this and wasn't ready. <laughs> yeah. And I want to like, okay, well, okay. First with Ben, I don't know. It's really hard. Once he came back, I didn't like him anymore because it felt very much like he was trying to be bachelor when he came back. That was what I gathered from it. I didn't find his, and people had been saying this to me, like they didn't feel genuine with him. And I don't know what it was, but like his visit with the parents and the way he was talking, I was like, he was awkward and weird. Yeah. I was like, you're either delusional or you're like, 
you're just trying to promote yourself as the next bachelor. So I don't, I don't really know. Um, I totally think he had feelings for Tasha. I'm not saying he didn't. And I do think they had really good sexual chemistry, but something threw me off when he came back. I officially did not like him anymore. And with Brendan, I agree with you. Excuse me. Um, I think that it would have been those two. And I, if Brendan gave her the same kinds of um, confirmation that Zach did, this would have been a whole different finale. I don't know what would have happened because those were her two for sure. Yeah. Um, But yeah. So, and I, I, I liked Brendan. Brendan was my favorite through all this. I would say, I would say he was my, I was really sad to see him go, but I think they both handled that really well. I think he, he had valid reason. He, I don't know how long it's been since his divorce. It maybe hasn't been that long. I understand people are like, why'd you go on? But I'm like, well, if the guy was ready to explore a connection and then, I mean, the, the, the show set him up to fail when they gave Ivan and Zach fun, lighthearted dates. And then they give Brendan ring shopping. Yeah. And dude, when they did the ring shopping with him, it was his face through the whole thing. Like you could, you could, you know, that Simpsons episode where Ralph, where Lisa breaks Ralph's heart and Bart Bart pauses the thing. Like you can tell exactly where his heart's broken. Yeah. You could do that with this ring shopping episode of Brendan, like falling apart. Like this, I'm not ready. (laughs) That's a great comparison. hundred percent. Like you could see his, like, like as she's looking and like, there's a shot where she puts on a ring and he's like, his face is like, Oh my God, what the hell? Like, I'm not ready <laughs> to get engaged again. And I don't think, like, I think he truly cared about Tasha, but I think that whole, like, she wants a proposal at the end of this is just yeah. not, he's not ready and stuff. So I think he handled it really sweetly. Uh, and I also, I cannot praise her enough for one of the things she said when he um, when he left, she said to him, she was so calm and collected and she was like, I am not going to beg you to love me because I've already been through that. I already tried to beg someone to, mm-hmm. to love me and I'm not doing that again. And she let him go. And I just thought that is a message. This is why Tasha is such a great role model for all the women, anybody, anybody who's been in that position where you keep fighting for the person who doesn't want you. Yeah. Pay attention to that part in the episode because that just shows you who Tasha is. And that is why she went for somebody who did want her like fully. And that's who we should go after. We should not be going after these guys that are giving us red flags. that They don't want to be with us because it's not going to end well. Yeah. No, I, hey, that I, that hits home. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Uh, and then there was Ivan, which I liked. Yeah. And Me too. I was a little uneasy why he left, but I don't know if I know the full story on why Ivan left. So I've read articles and listened to podcasts. Um, I don't think I know the full details, but I think, I, okay, she was not feeling him as much as Brendan and Zach. I don't care what she says about that. Those were the two she was feeling stronger about. Right. Um, I, th- I, th- I thought that too. I thought that too. And I agree with your theory. I 100% think that she told the producers 
that it was going to be Brendan and Zach. Mm -hmm. And when Brendan left, Mm -hmm. they were like, oh shit, like this isn't going to be a very exciting finale if we don't throw in someone else from the mix. So they invited Ben back to do this. And they said, she's probably not going to pick you, but come back so we can have another final two. And I think it would have also been obvious because I already picked up that she wasn't as into Ivan even before she sent him home. Right. So, uh, but I think she wasn't as into him, but what I'm reading is that she's Christian. Ivan's not religious and that's very important to her. She wants a Christian man. Um, and that, but there's more to it that we don't know. She said it wasn't just that. There's a lot of things that they didn't align with for their future. So, okay. All right. So, there are a lot of things. I just, they only said that he wasn't Christian. So, she dumped him. I was like, well, that's terrible. <laughs> I, I don't think it's that. I really, really believe that she didn't like him that much anymore. And sometimes when you don't like someone, you're looking for whatever you can to be right. like, oh, there's this, this, and that. Because ultimately, if she really liked Ivan, she wouldn't have cared. She'd be like, well. Right. And I just want to say that maybe out of all the Bachelors this season, if all of them were Christian and Ivan was not, Ivan seemed the most Christian, even though he wasn't. <laughs> Right? I actually, I'm with, I was so shocked. I was like, you're not Christian? I thought you were. Like, yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm saying, yeah, I, I have a theory about that, but it's, uh, <laughs> it, we won't get into it. Uh, but I, I, that, that put a sour taste in my mouth about um, Tasha. But as you explained, there's definitely much other. And yes, I could see between Brendan and Zach that it was stronger. Yeah. So, I- I really think there's more to the story. I'm sure there's other Mm. stuff, but ultimately I don't, I think it's editing. She just didn't like Ivan as much as the other two. Right. No, I think so too. So Zach's the winner. He won. They hailed that cab. It was really funny and sweet. And then literally, so I've never seen the bachelorette. So I kind of expected like a long, more drawn out ending but it just kind of abruptly cuts and goes into the trailer for the next bachelor season okay i have to say one thing on that so you did not get a traditional ending to the bachelorette uh normally it would go to that and chris harrison would be in a live studio audience for the after final row after the final rose um another hour of getting to see we would we would have interviews with ivan and brendan and probably ben and we'd hear what's going on with them. And then they would bring in Tasha, and then they would bring in Tasha and Zach. And we would get so much more closure. And probably they would end on bringing Matt James in and being like, introducing a new bachelor. And it's it's way more- um, Canned, feel- yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah. like, this was this was very abrupt. Yeah, this felt like, oh, like they didn't even let us know if they were still together. I had to like check on Instagram. So, <laughs> so yeah, I thought, okay, so that's very different. So they show the next Bachelor big trailer season and not never seen, seen a trailer for something like this. Oh. It really made me think of, uh, of a, like movie trailers or even um, the remake of Battlestar Galactica where uh before each episode they will they would during the opening sequence of the title they would 
go through the normal title and then they would add footage that was really action packed and uh, tense and suspenseful towards the end, which is they definitely did here because the first couple minutes of this trailer for the new bachelor is really sweet and everybody's meeting and they're falling in love. And all of a sudden, you know, record scratch <laughs> drama, everybody's fighting and crying and the bachelor. And I was like, Oh my God, they are really kind of like, you know, throwing that fishing pole out there and hooking you. <laughs> yeah, I guess that I've never thought about it that way. I'm so used to their promos like that. They always do that. It's always lighthearted fun, drama. And then I don't remember if they did this, but typically they actually will tease you a, that really happy, uplifting, romantic music. Like, oh, will Matt find his journey to love? And like, you know, I, I don't know. So it's like, but- gives you all this hope. Yeah, that didn't happen in this trailer. It ended on the Bachelor crying on camera. <laughs> they do. It's so I'm so used to the editing. I'm like, don't believe anything you see with this editing because right. I fully thought Tasha wasn't even going to end up with someone. I thought she would. I thought she would end with Zach um, being dating, and they yeah. they were done today. So surprised. Like, right. but what? So how do you feel about Matt James's going into Matt James's season? Like after seeing that promo oh um i mean okay so i've never seen the bachelor or the bachelorette i've only seen 30 guys to one girl and now i can't imagine 30 girls to one guy and 30 women living in a house and going i oh my god i and i don't being a male and trying to navigate that i can't even I can't even imagine. <laughs> hey, Brian, this is, you used to ask me, like, you wouldn't, you don't think you'd like The Bachelor? And I was like, uh, like, be The Bachelor? I was like, no, because I couldn't fake it. I told you I wouldn't be able to fake it with 30 people, like 30 guys. It'd be very hard and it's very exhausting. I don't even think I'd remember everybody's names. Like, I know they have help. I know they, like, the producers will tell them the names and stuff. But, right, right. Um, And it's just also, I wouldn't like, uh, you know, breaking people's hearts, but, uh, Okay, batch. I will tell you right now. Out of Bachelor, Bachelorette, and Bachelor in Paradise, Bachelor is my favorite of all of them. It's where it started, but you get so much more drama from the girls. It. <laughs> so I, I'm not like crazy about it in the beginning. Like in the beginning, it's okay because it's like fun. But I love when they dwindle down to like the normal girls by like the top eight, top six. And there's love. Sometimes we don't get that. Sometimes we have a really shitty top six and you're like, who the fuck are these children? But um, I'm a little worried about Matt James this season because we're coming off of such a mature, beautiful season of Tasha's, And I think Matt's is going to be this exhausting, like bunch of like girls doing stupid. Oh, wait till you see night one of these stupid, like these girls will come out and they'll do like really dumb entrances. Like somebody's already coming out with lingerie and letting him pick out lingerie for them to wear. Right. But I remember in the, in the bachelorette, one dude came out and proposed with like a fart noise. Oh, (laughs) but he, I mean, he definitely wasn't picked, but I mean, I just say like, I've seen some of that, but coming from the, roll the gender reversal um i oh my god i mean if i'm trying to put myself in the bachelor's shoes and just 
I feel like I'd be very honest and very jovial and just like, it's just not going to work out, you know, but you're awesome. We'll see you later. Uh, I, I don't know, but I mean, I'm not in, I'm not face to face. I don't know how that would be, but yeah. man, just, I know you go on the show and I know some people are genuine. Some people are not, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know if I've ever been a love at first sight kind of person, you know, I think like, I've like, Oh, I'm interested, but it's never like, I cannot go into somebody like, I, I want to be with this person even like for a week. I'm like, uh, yeah, I like them, but who do, do I know? You know, and then seeing every the 29 other people doing the same thing. And then, watching the show and was like, Oh my God, did they just kiss somebody 10 minutes ago? And now they're kissing me. I was like, I, I don't know. It'll yeah. be crazy, Susan. So I guess I have to watch the bachelor with you. Just if you want to, but you just wait, this one's going to be a whole different. Cause this is, this is way more what the bachelor is, what we saw because of COVID and everything that was tame. That was so tame. That was like early season bachelor. That's, early season bachelorette like that was not that's not what it's right like. well, Matt James's season is going to be what we're pretty used to I just hope I'm a little worried for Matt James just because he's 32 he's never been in love which is okay but that's you know and he got picked the the way he got picked was not the most conventional way I mean he's the first black bachelor which is awesome but really he is. Yes, that was old. You don't know the backstory on this? No. I feel like they've been like 25 seasons. They haven't had a black bachelor yet. No. And Tasha's only the second black bachelorette. What? Uh, yeah, it's been all white. With the exception of JoJo, who was half Persian, but they never advertised that. They definitely try to play her off as white. That So when the whole Black Lives Matter thing happened this year, Bachelor was under fire for being so like white and they don't have any like representation. Uh, the last Bachelor in Paradise did highlight a lesbian couple, but then they broke up and it was like two pretty blonde white girls. So it wasn't really anything. I don't know. Uh, but it, they were under fire for not doing that. And then Rachel Lindsay, who is the first uh, black bachelorette, she was like, I am tired of like, she, she has, she's host the official bachelorette or bachelor podcast with Becca Kufrin, another bachelorette. And she was like, she, and she does a lot of stuff for uh, the bachelor franchise, but she said, she's like, if you guys don't start putting more color into this show and like showing diversity, then I'm removing myself from this franchise. I don't want anything to do with it because she was, I don't blame her. She was tired. She's like, she did like a reunion and she admitted how she's like all these bachelorettes. None of them look like me. They're all white people. There was like a, a photo of all the bachelors. They're all look like the same men. And I mean, it's, it's been an issue. And so they like immediately. So Matt James hasn't even been on the show. He was originally casted for Claire season. And we got a peek at that because before COVID, we got to see that he was listed. But he is Tyler Cameron's best friend who was a very popular, he was the runner-up in Hannah Brown season, who everyone loved, who she should have picked. And people kept their eyes on Matt James because of that. They were like, oh, he's good looking. He's friends with Tyler C., who was a great guy. And they thought that he was going to be one that Claire would like, actually. And so he was one of the front 
before the season started, they loved him. Well, when this all went down, they immediately were like, oh, introducing your new bachelor. It's, it's Matt James. Here you go. It's like this knee jerk reaction of like, sorry, sorry. We're not racist. We're not racist. Here's your first black bachelor. You don't even know him. And, um, I was fine with it. I don't mind it. Um, he is attractive and I, I think he's going to be a nice person. I don't think he's a bad guy. I think he's, uh, he'll probably be a good dude. Um, but that, that was a very like, okay, we see what you're doing. It was so obvious. I think them putting Tasha as bachelorette helped their cause because, and T- Rachel Lindsay said this too. She was like, by them picking Tasha, it shows that this wasn't just a bandaid for a situation. Like if they keep this up, then maybe we'll, we'll have more color in the franchise. And I, I hope they don't just like, and Rachel said this too, like, that's why I really hope, um, remember Joe from this season, the Asian guy, the anesthesiologist? Yeah, yeah. I would love for him to show up on Paradise and get to know him more because I think it'd be really cool for him to be the first Asian Bachelor. We need like right. Asian Indian. I liked him. I liked him. Oh, he was my one of my favorites. So, yeah. But yeah, so that's why this is a big deal. So there's a lot of pressure on Matt because if he doesn't do a good job, honestly, he'll they'll be like, oh oh, why you're not so great, are you? Because like Tasha, <laughs> Tasha and Rachel, they set the bar high as a- Yeah. No, I like it. I like it. So Bachelor, Bachelorette, that's the news. That's the update. It's over. We'll catch you up on the new Bachelor season mm-hmm. when it airs, which I guess is like in a couple of weeks. January 4th. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very quick. Very quick. Um, let's move on a little bit to, we got to talk about the big movie that came out uh, on HBO and Warner Brothers the same day it was supposed to release in theaters, Wonder Woman 84, Simply titled WW84. <laughs> and uh, here we go. Our thoughts on Wonder Woman. It's out on <laughs> HBO Max and in theaters right now. WW84. Both of our reviews are up on our respective outlets. This Chicks Flicks and Boomstick Comics. Actually, not Boomstick Comics. High Def Digest. And um, so, Susan. WW84. Thoughts? Uh, well, I, I know how you feel about it. I, I was disappointed. Um, I was really excited about this movie. I thought that it was, I, I reserved a spot in my top 10 when I was like preparing for my top 10 <laughs> because I thought it would be in there because the yeah. first one was like my number three that year. I loved it so much. And this was not that. This was... Um, I, I really, we don't have to go too much in detail because we both have reviews and we really hope you guys check them out. And we kind of explain ourselves probably better there, but it, it's such a bad script. That's really what it comes down to. The script was so bad. I don't know what they were thinking, especially coming off a really strong script in the first one, but it was like a lot going on. I don't even feel like, I I don't know what they were trying to do. Like, I feel like they were trying just so hard to be like unique and original with a superhero plot that they completely lost um, focus and it was just a mess. Right. I, excuse me, echo Susan there. I didn't like it even more than that. Mm -hmm, Yeah. (laughs) I think my one word to describe the movie was yuck. Uh, That's what I said in the review. And it just, it was just, none of it worked. It was just terrible and bad. And now they're fast tracking it 
for movie number three with the same people and just ooh. And I just, uh, I don't see how a complete failure could be that bad and how they failed on almost every level and every element of that movie. And uh, they just, uh, I want, I did, Wonder Woman deserved better and then she didn't get it. And, you know, to each his own, you know, and the thing I've, I've read, I don't understand how I've read people that are like getting emotional during this movie that are like crying and like happy and like, it's amazing. I'm like, we watched different movies. You didn't watch this movie. Emotional. <laughs> yeah. People are like crying in this movie. Like, uh, I just think these people have goggles on or are they just they don't have a trained eye and movie watching i don't know i don't see how it can be that so uh, yeah. uh but yeah ww84 is out i just i would say don't watch it but i'm sure everybody's going to watch it <laughs> i i don't say because i did i you'll see my review I, I there are some uh i don't think it's like brian thinks it's like just terrible the worst thing ever i thought there were moments that were there were things about it that were um enjoyable but overall it's just so disappointing because of i think patty jenkins can do better i really do i i she has done better so i have faith in her that maybe she'll learn from this and i would like to see her you know okay we're like 50 50 right now let's see how you're doing your final one because hey remember thor let's remember thor Thor 2, people hated. People hated Thor 2. And look what happened to Thor Ragnarok. Right. But they had different directors. Well, on all of them. he wasn't bad in the first one. She can do it. I, I'm believe. <laughs> Come on. I know you've got it in you, and I believe in you. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. I, 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 all I know is that this dumb movie cost over $200 million to make, and I don't know where it, the money went because it looked like it was shot for a million dollars. And just nobody cared to be in the movie, except for maybe Pascal, Pedro Pascal, who just, he was overly done, but like, <laughs> I just, uh, I, I don't think I, you're giving enough credit to Kristen Wiig. I like Kristen Wiig until she made the wish, but other than that, oh, my God. Uh, WW84. Yeah. <laughs> we'll move on That's, from W. Huh? Which works out. I didn't even think about it. Continuing on to the 80s. Right. Yes. We're sticking with the 80s. Um, so our main event of the podcast is all about New Year's Eve. Um, and then kind of coincide with our blind watch, which takes place um, more or less in the 80s. Susan, please take it away for our main event. So, um, I mean, I guess we can go ahead and say our blind watch uh, is Valley Girl, the 2020 version. But because of that, we figured as we were watching this movie, um, we were talking about how this was kind of reminiscent of like the the teen 80s films that we that we liked back in the day. So I figured we can talk about our top five teen eighties or teen movies from the eighties. So if Brian, if you have yours, you can, you can say yours first. Okay. The T I wonder if we'll have the same ones. Mm -hmm. I, I, we should have had a caveat with this one that you can't mention breakfast club. Oh, well, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> so my, my, my favorite eighties teen movies, uh, just one of the guys, which I love. Um, oh, I that? know which one that is. I do know where you're. Yeah. 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 Where the, the, 
teen girl pretends to be a dude to Mm -hmm. get ahead um which is great it's a great movie um the lost boys Corey Haim, Corey feldman vampire movie great 80s movie and teen movie adventures in babysitting where i fell in love with elizabeth shoe and never fell out of love with her um red dawn the original red dawn uh where the the Russians come and kill everybody. And it's up to the high schoolers, the Wolverines, they remade it. Um, and then of course, Explorers with a young Ethan Hawke and River Phoenix going oh, into space. So Explorers is one of my like inspirations to be in the film business. Wow. Um, okay. It's River Phoenix and Ethan Hawke. They um, develop this thing that they build a spaceship out of a tilt-a-whirl from a carnival and they fly into space and meet aliens and it is amazing i love it so yes just one of the guys lost boys adventures in babysitting red dawn and explores those would probably be my favorites uh yeah susan let me guess (laughs) i we actually didn't have any of the same ones i'm really shocked um but adventures of babysitting is that'd probably be in my top 10 because i used to watch that when it was on tv i would get so excited because i too really did like elizabeth shoe my brother had a huge crush on her as well so it was we were all elizabeth shoe fans um but so uh I have, I guess it doesn't have to be in any order, but Summer School. Did you ever watch that? Oh, yeah. I watched Summer School. Christy Alley. And then what's that guy's name? I forgot the guy. He was so cute in it. Oh, my gosh. I thought he was such a hot teacher. Uh, he, You guys would know him now. <laughs> like, he's in a lot of stuff. Oh, um, man. Oh, a, a young like and sane Kirstie Alley. Not so much Ooh. anymore. <laughs> oh yeah. Kirstie Alley looks really cute in this movie. She's uh she's the love interest of the of the teacher who's teaching the center. Mark Harmon. Mark Harmon. Okay. Yes. He is so attractive in this movie. But I that was one that I always really enjoyed. Um 16 Candles. Uh, it's classic. So there's one. There's one John Hughes. Oh, John Hughes. Uh, Pretty and Pink. There we go. Two. Yeah, <laughs> you don't like those? You don't like Pretty and Pink? Or I do. I love John Hughes. I love. Oh, okay. Well, he's my favorite director. So if I like, yeah, obviously. But uh, say anything. All right. I love that movie. It's great. What would you know the song? Oh yeah, in your eyes. Oh my there gosh. My, go. In your eyes is my number one favorite song of all time. I walked down my uh, the wedding aisle to the instrument. That's right. That's right. Yes, you did. Yeah, I love that movie. Uh, Trevor calls it the stalker movie. <laughs> I was like, no. He's did not. you do you want somebody coming to your house holding up a, a boombox and? If I love the guy and he's playing a song that means a lot, that's romantic. Like that's not now if it well this that's just like that uh, episode of um how I met your mother where they referred to it the uh Dobler Dahmer theory where yes. it's like if you don't like the guy, it's like Jeffrey Dahmer is coming after you. But if you like the guy, it's Lloyd Dobler. Yeah. <laughs> um but oh my god, no, I love say anything. And no brainer here, the Breakfast Club. <laughs> the movie that changed Susan's life. 
It did. It really did. It was great. So I'm curious, no Uncle Buck, no Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That's all. Ferris, uh, Uncle Buck is just okay to me. Ferris Bueller's Day Off would probably, it, I really like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but I, those movies where it's just like one, even 16 Candles was kind of like, it's just, that's too nostalgic for me as young as I watched it. But that whole like one day where things kind of go wrong or you know, like a stressful, that actually isn't always my favorite storyline. So. Well, what about, what about weird science? I thought about that one too. I actually like the series more than the movie. Did you ever watch the USA series? I never watched the USA series. Oh, that's why I kind of like, I watched that first and then I watched the movie and I didn't like the movie as much. So I think that's what tainted it for me. Okay. All right. Yeah. There's a lot of great 80s movies, though. Did you like St. Elmo's Fire? I guess they're not teens, though. Right. I was was going with teens. So I know Mm -hmm. Uncle Buck has one teen, basically, that's like one of the main. But like, it's about her, really, um, and not Uncle Buck. But Ferris Bueller is all teens. And I think maybe out of, maybe besides Breakfast Club, might have the most meaning out of any teen or John Hughes movie. I think Ferris Bueller, there's a lot. There's a lot of deep shit there, um, yeah. but I like it. I like it. Uh, I, I, I liked it. I, I do. I own it. I like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. Yes. It's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. Good 80s. That was fun to, I, we should do like a marathon of those movies. It'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. They love it. Well, that was what was so um, fun about watching our blind watches. I was just like thinking about all those 80s movies, like, because I watched them a lot when I was young and there was just, it reminds you of a time when things were simpler. <laughs> right right so what's up next what's up next in this main event well now we're gonna go into our uh new year's uh talk so i know we've had a crazy year <laughs> it has been a lot of shit has happened but before we get into 2021 i think we should reflect on what have been your highlights what have been the silver linings of 2020 for you um let's see here highlights for 2020 not the movies and tv show just your personal ones yeah personal ones i think uh appreciating and loving the smaller things you know keeping everything close at home which is great Mm -hmm. um starting this podcast really it's like been like i mean because like i don't leave i don't i mean i don't have like i I mean, my job is basically writing like professional critics and stuff like that. So I don't have to go anywhere. I stay at home. So my social interactions uh, were going out to the movies and seeing people. I'm, I feel like a fairly active and <laughs> social person. So taking that away. So I think this podcast definitely helped with that. So um, that's a highlight. And um just starting like little new hobbies, stuff like that highlights, just, you know, really, I I think the biggest one is like appreciating like the smaller and finer things and not uh, taking stock of what you have basically um, is the good thing. What about you? What are your highlights? I'll think about that maybe when you say stuff more about it. (laughs) Well, I I definitely agree with starting this podcast because I, well, one, getting to catch up with you on uh, more frequently, but all, because like you said, we would do that at the movies. So I think that's, 
it brings a sense of normalcy that we were like kind of lacking when this all started. So it's like, okay, I can stay connected to, and just in general, still staying connected to the, my close movie friends. That's something I do appreciate. Cause I don't feel like, I mean, though I'm not seeing them face to face, it's still nice. Like, man, getting to see you and still can be in touch with the ones that I want to keep in touch with, I guess. Um, but, uh, I have to say Biden's win. I do. I was just thinking that as you just right before you said, that, I was like, Oh my God, Susan and I were texting each other like every five minutes about this election. That was like the, like I cannot wait for January 20th because that's when I'll really celebrate. But right. um, that was like, I remember thinking if he wins that, I mean, is there've been still a lot of shit. I'm not saying I, it, but it's, I hate to say it's like, but maybe like we had to have certain things for this to happen. Like, it's just, I'm just so happy Biden won. Like I could could not go into 2021 with that other man being our leader. Like, no, no, this year has been so terrible as far as politically and socially for everybody, because we've been, I mean, there were riots, people are dying left and right for many reasons. Mm -hmm. Uh, Racism is a big thing. Yep. You know, nobody, you know, you have rich Republicans blocking money to everybody who needs it. Yeah. Uh, and then um, Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg dying yes. and holding oh. the seat. And it's just, we needed a win. We needed that Avengers Endgame scene for everybody to come back. And it seemed like it did. It did. <laughs> it felt like true hope. And even as they try to like, say like it's just been nice that every time they try to say oh no he didn't he cheated whatever it's like everything's been like nope 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 it's done yeah and that's it's just it's it's refreshing that we already like just when just biden's speech that night i mean i cried like it it's to just have like a decent person speaking yeah and be promoting unity and listening to science and just even even if Biden doesn't mean it, I don't give a shit. At least he's faking it. At least he can put on a show and say that people matter. You matter. Forget Republican versus Democrat. Let's all unite together. That's what I want in a leader right now. I don't care if he's lying. Like, just fake it till we can, like, hopefully get in a better situation. Are people saying he's lying? People say all politicians lie and right. he may not even, he's just saying this. And I'm like, well, Trump was, uh, that was scary what he would say and what he would not say. So like, he couldn't even just be like, like instead he would, I mean, after George Floyd's incident, like he, yeah. he was like, he didn't even like condemn that the officer. Right. He was like, we're looking into it. I saw the video that was uh, troubling, well, troubling. that was murder like what are you talking about that was plain as day murder for a man to sit on a person who's complying and like flat on his belly in handcuffs his neck for eight minutes and 45 seconds like ah, i can't we're not gonna go down that path but that's the kind of shit that i don't like like you need to that even if trump didn't mean it he should have faked it and been like wrong murder let's get that guy in jail yep I agree. Sorry. No, that the, the by the election was great. I yes, highlight. <laughs> yeah, highlight the election. Uh, 
my husband and I bought a house. That was nice. Yay. Yeah, that was, uh, you uh, haven't had an eyes wide shut party yet. Have you? No. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> right. Right. So that was a nice thing. Um, we do love it. Uh, also I'm getting to fill in for my boss while she's out, which has been a nice opportunity at my job, uh, just to have like that kind of responsibility and, um, you know, it's more work, but I, I like it. And just in general, just like the the fact that myself, family, friends, all of us that we're healthy and alive, like yep. because of anything, all the losses we've had this year, um, we should still just be grateful that we're alive and healthy. Yep. Yep. So. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Good. There, there, man, Susan, this year has been crazy. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh uh, 20. I mean, I remember New Year's last year at Warren's mm-hmm. and we all toasted and drank to a great 2020. And it's like right off the bat. It was just, <laughs> but there, there's, there's positive things to come from this. There's positive things to come from this. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> we're, we're getting movies digitally now. Like it's yeah, great. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I will say before March 15th, we Trevor and I went on like three trips like once a month and it was really nice too. So, but that just feels so long ago that it's hard to even think about that. Right. No, I mean, it's, you know, being able to like hug people and, mm-hmm. you know, it just, it's not being able to do that or see your friends all the time. It's just, it's yeah. sucks. It so, um, so here's 2021 to being better. So, all right, moving well, on. To our main event. Yeah. Well, uh, going on from the personal highlights, we also had some good content to watch, uh, good TV and movies, but because we don't have the time, we're going to limit it to our top three TV shows and top three movies. Brian, what were your top three TV shows this season or this year? Oh, top three TV shows. I, mm-hmm. Okay. So I guess if, if it's this year, yeah, it was released this year. Yeah. And it can be like, like a, a new season of something too. Right. Right. So, I mean, I wrote down four things, but technically okay. I've watched this thing, but it doesn't come out till January 1st. Um, but I'll, my top three, uh, Queens Gambit, um, Ted Lasso on Apple TV plus mm-hmm. and the vow on HBO max. Oh, I see. So you did like brand new shows. All right. Yeah. And so my other one would be Cobra Kai season three, mm-hmm. yeah. which is just blows everything out of the water, but no man. Yeah. Ted Lasso, Queens Gambit and the vow, all brand new shows or one-off mini series. Uh, if you haven't seen those, please do that. Uh, Ted Lasso made by the same people who did scrubs with Jason Sudeikis. Mm-hmm. It's funny greatly funny and emotional queen's gambit just oh just um unbelievably excellent superbly done on all levels and the vow just a crazy as fuck sex cult documentary with tons of actors and actresses so it's pretty crazy so yeah that's that's for tv shows what about you susan Good stuff. So I picked two of mine were new seasons. So Mandalorian season two. Yay. Um, it was good. Better than season one, too. I know you just watched these. And I mean, finally, somebody got Star Wars right, you know, like really, really, really well. And man, uh, they every episode's good. And you just can't help little Grogu and 
this, especially the last like 10 minutes of this final episode of season two is just insane. I just, it makes you like, I seriously can't wait for season three, but there were some really good ones, especially my favorite, I think was the episode with Bill Burr. That was so good. So good. So great. Yeah. That was a really great episode, but the final episode was awesome too. And I mean, like you said, there was a lot, like I could, there were like maybe two episodes that were like slower than the others, but that doesn't mean they were like bad. Um, but you'd, you'd got a lot of information, but it was a great season. Um, also for me, another season that was better than the first, which I still love it, but the boys season two, holy crap. I, <laughs> I forgot about boys season two. That's such a great ep- season and episode. It was yeah. so good. <laughs> like I watched season one and I watched season one this year too, because Trevor had watched it when it came out, like he went ahead and, uh, and he was like, well, I think you'll like it. So if you go ahead and binge, season one then we can watch season two together i'm like fine and uh <laughs> fine fine you do start it. this without and then me you tonight. and then you do it and then you're like dude this is like one of the best superhero things ever yeah, made yeah so I, I i i liked season one a lot i was like oh yeah this is good and then season two happened and i was like holy shit i cannot get enough like i that is one oh my god i can't wait for season three like it's so damn good it's so so good yeah, I think one of my favorite characters in that show is the um, oh shit the, the Aquaman guy. That's Chase Crawford is my favorite too. Yeah, I, he's so funny in that he's show. So funny, <laughs> like I crack up. I, I I just die laughing. Like he he poor guy cannot keep an animal alive that he's trying to, <laughs> and you can see how crushed he is every time because he's like like i love it when he's like in season two he's like he's like riding the whale or yeah. whatever he's like and and then he's just like yeah and then they go right through him yeah and it was so funny because he's like he's like did you see and then black noir is really funny because he's like he's the only one that seems to care because when he sees that he's dead he's just like <laughs> oh, it's so it's- good yeah i like that character i love that that scene in season two where everybody's heads exploding and he, he's yeah. watching that on TV and then he checks his own head. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so good. That's so brilliant fun. character development there. <laughs> and then, I mean, the fi- finale of that, that was, there were some good reveals. Oh my yeah. God. And Amazon doesn't have a lot of like shows. So this is, this is like their, and it's a big show. It does really well. So and yeah, I, I would say this and like Miss Maisel are like their top shows. Like, but yeah, the boys is like they're one of their flagships. You know, like how Game of Thrones was to HBO, the right. boys is that to Amazon. Um, yeah. And it's good. I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad you oh, liked it. That is so good. And then, I mean, I think when this pandemic hit, we all needed Tiger King because (laughs) that was something to distract us. Everybody watched it. And just, I think there was a moment where you could watch this show and be like, well, at least our lives is not like this. So I saw that very early and I feel like I told, texted everybody. I'm like, this is the most batshit craziest documentary I've Mm -hmm. ever seen. And then finally people started watching. It became like a pop culture phenomena oh yeah i mean people are wearing their costumes like it was, yeah and on top of the fact that i actually went to, to yes that, oh yeah like, we did podcasts on yeah, it we talked about <laughs> that. like i was just like oh my god but no it was it was good it was i mean it's it was a good it was a good series so susan's best friends with joe exotic hell no <laughs> hell no. Hell no. no yeah uh, and i, I want to make an honorable mention of tv shows 
Um, it's also on Amazon Prime, the first season. It's called The Pack. And oh, it is basically the amazing race, but with dogs. And it is just so sweet and just kind-hearted and what we all needed hmm. in this 2020. But if you haven't seen it, it's really easy watching and super cute and funny to watch little puppy dogs do amazing race type stuff with their owners across the across the world. So it's really good. Um, it's great. So... Um, are we doing movies now? Yeah, let's do, what are your top three movies of this year? Okay, so, all right, my top three. So again, I have four because I just couldn't narrow it down to three. Okay, all right. All right, so you might be surprised here because I'd actually like to think what you think I would pick, but I'll just go ahead and tell you. My top four so far and maybe I'm leaving some shit out. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But my top four, in no particular order. Okay. Pixar's Soul. All right. The Five Bloods by Spike Lee. Wow, okay. Promising Young Woman. Mm-hmm. And Think Like a Dog. I knew that'd be in your top 10. I did not realize that's going to be so high on your list. I put it on there because I was fucking shocked on how good it was. I expected to hate this movie and holy shit, Susan, it's so good. (laughs) And you haven't watched it, have you? No, because I tried to watch it on your voodoo and I couldn't like see it. I I couldn't watch it. So it might not be on my, I'll have to check again, but I know it's on my iTunes account for sure. Mm. Uh, But with iTunes account, it's like you have to like do the whole iTunes sign in stuff. And like, if you have Apple TV, it's just a pain in the ass to do. It's not yeah. like, it. so I didn't want to do that, but if you want my iTunes login, you can totally have it. Um, so, but so you could watch it, but no, it's good. man. Like, I know just, you loved it. I no. knew it'd be in your top 10 because of how you raved about it whenever you first saw it, but I did not know it'd be in top four. That's wow. I think it was just because it was so shocking. Like, you know, I mean, in the scheme of things, it's not like, you know, it's no like the five bloods or anything, but I mean, it's the same director as 10 things I hate about you. That's a great movie. movie. In this movie, it's like, it's good for everybody. And they mm-hmm. go to some territory. It has like great jokes in it. I don't know. I liked it. So those are my top three or top four movies yes. so far this year. Susan, I can't wait to hear yours. When are you posting your top 10 officially? Shit, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I need yeah, to do I, that soon. Yeah, I'm working on mine still. So this is tentative, but these are my top three in no particular order as well. But um, uh, Palm Springs. I, yes, I, I had to eliminate that from the list, but I, that was one of the best. Yes, that will be in top 10. Yeah, it's it was so good. Um, Uncle Frank. I, I'm glad you liked Uncle. I liked Uncle Frank too. There's parts of me that I was like, okay, this is going on like this is us territory, but I still really loved it. I really loved it. Like, I best acting and story wise direction. Like, I really think it's good. I honestly wish that. I think Paul Bettany deserves the Oscar for that performance. He was so good. There is a moment I still, when I think too much about it, I would cry. But whenever he's waiting to hear something, he's sitting in a chair and he's waiting to hear, I don't want to spoil it, but he's waiting to hear it's toward the end of the movie. There's a a look and a feel that he gives of this like anticipation and dreading that he knows something bad is going to happen. And 
that that alone, that moment alone, just give the guy an Oscar. Um, but I don't, I don't think he's going to get it this year. I hope he just gets nominated at least. But um, it was such a good. I, I one of the m- movies I like cried so much in, like just bald. Beautiful story, great acting. Just everyone, please watch this movie. Uh, but also, promising young woman. Because Yay! I love that movie. The same movie. Yeah, no, it was, and I saw, and I only recently saw it because it just—I think it was just released on Christmas. Yeah. Um, but man, this movie's good shit. Yeah. Get this director to direct Wonder Woman three. <laughs> Maybe at least help her. But yeah, it was—it's so good. It just everything, like I—I oh, I could just gush about promising one woman. Promising young woman because I don't think there was anything wrong with it, honestly. No, there wasn't. And it like brings up some really like it needs this shit. It's, it, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's important, but what's nice is it's not too preachy. It's uh it's funny. It's actually it's funny. It's yeah, darkly funny, but darkly, also like really sad too about you know, survive like the guilt and the PTSD and like even that scene with Molly Shannon just telling her move on for all of us is like very heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And you're mm-hmm. just like, mm. so yeah, it's, yeah. it's good. It's go so good. Yeah. If you had a fourth one, what would it be? I think I'm really torn. Um, there's a lot that I really liked. I actually really liked onward. Oh, so you, was that this year? That was this year. That was one of the early, that was January. We watched that together. Yeah. Oh, I remember. I thought, so I thought I would love Onward because that was like the same time I was, you know, I I just got back into D&D. So I figured I would really love the Dungeons and Dragons aspect of it. I liked it. I didn't love it. Like Soul is so way better, I thought. That is interesting. So I think I'm going to be in the minority of that because I liked Onward more. I love the message of Soul. I think the Soul's message is great. I think Onward's slightly more entertaining. And that movie just completely, I didn't see that end coming. And just, I think for anybody who's ever felt like if you don't have a parent, if you don't have a parent and you do have an older sibling who kind of filled that role, it, it is just, I, I didn't, I, like I said, I just didn't see that coming with the story. And I was like, oh my God, you didn't, you did have a dad. Like you did mm-hmm. in a way you had a father figure. Your older brother didn't have a dad. Like yeah. that was oh, so good. So good. It was good. I, I, I liked it. Didn't love it, mm-hmm. but okay. So onward. All right. Good. Good. Yeah. There was like, some good content this year. There was not a lot of content that we would usually get, but we did get some good content, I thought. I actually struggled with my top 10. I'm still working on it. I don't even know. Like, but I struggled. There was a lot of movies that I liked that were, but they were different. Like you said, it was just, it wasn't what we're used to, but there yeah. was a lot. No, I, I get it. Like, you know, like I loved King of Staten Island. I loved Borat too. I loved the boys in the band. I loved Bill and Ted Face the Music downhill windy the invisible man uh it's really good i I, there's a lot of movies but like in a scale of a normal year there would be more i mean shit bill and ted face the music probably make my top 10 like i think bill and ted face the music has (laughs) it, it 
it makes more sense than a lot of other movies do these days. Oddly, and it was just good. It was good. But um, of how I feel. But- oh, Sound of Metal. Sound of Metal is amazing. Sound of Metal is a good movie. It's it's kind of probably like how you feel about Onward. This is good. It's just not That's my. Nice. I didn't. I expected to love it. Maybe I went into it with too high of expectations. There you go. Yeah, cool. but there's a lot, and there is a movie. I don't know if you ever saw, but Adam Brody did a movie this year, The Kid Detective. Didn't see it. I really wish you were able to watch it because I would love <laughs> to know your thoughts on it. Because uh, how do I watch it? Well, we went to the Angelica, um, kind of right before the uh, second wave for it, uh-huh. and uh, we were the only ones in the theater, uh, and it was we were we really liked it. All right. I don't well, know. I'm, surely it's on demand somewhere. All right, the kid detective. I'll check it out and we'll get back. Yeah. All right. Okay. What else do we have on this New but Year's main event? As we do that next, let's talk about what are your New Year's Eve plans? Because yes, it's a very different year. So I have done, I think, everything on the scale minus go to New York for New Year's. So I've done like big parties. I've done like big club parties before. I've done hotel things. I've done, you know, I've gotten getting into the thick of it. And then I've also done stuff with parents and loved ones and just chilled most recently, you know, with the, you know, small group of friends over at somebody's house and we just do food and drinks and just do little games. Uh And, you know, as I get older, I fight the urge to fall asleep you know, right yeah. after New Year's. Uh, I mean, usually I can go pretty late. Um, so New Year's plans this year, you know, definitely not doing shit. So during COVID where I live um, in the condo here, um, there's, we have some really good neighbors. And I started during, you know, the late spring, I just got out my lawn chair and I just texted the neighbors, like, I'm drinking out front, <laughs> come yeah. join. And it's just turned into a thing. And I think that might be the plan this year is to just get my launch. Well, it just depends because in Texas right now, in Dallas, I think for the next couple of days, it's going to be really cold, snowy, rainy. or like wet, snowy, and rainy. So can't be outside. It's going to rain tomorrow. Yeah. So my thought is just cook some really good fun comfort food and watch television or movies and just mm-hmm. relax maybe have a little you know uh record dance party of fun songs i don't know Just you and Vera, are you having people over oh it probably wouldn't have anybody over um but yeah just fair and i maybe get my 45s out and just like put on some dance music and just have a little dance party. But yeah, that just, just with the peppy and Farrah. But um, that's probably the plan, which, you know, hopefully we all get the vaccine very soon. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can just really do it up next year because I like to party. (laughs) Yeah. I'm getting in that, uh, like, older kind of phase too because of I remember I mean we've we've I think after we did like two years ago we did a New Year's Eve wedding it was like past midnight and that was really fun after that we've kept it kind of chill uh obviously this one's gonna be very chill um we're just going to 
my friend Holly lives like 10 minutes from us. Um, so we're just going to go over there with her husband and just eat tacos and have some drinks. And both our husbands work on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. So we will be leaving there at 930 and coming back home. And Trevor said I can wake him up at midnight and give him a little nudge and get a kiss and then he can go back to sleep. And I'll probably just be like watching stuff. So it's going to be very <laughs> I, you know, I'm just thinking about that. I might start like a, like email a bunch of people, a zoom link and just like from like 9 PM till 1 AM, just come join, say hi, have a toast <laughs> and just, just for people to see each other or whatever. I might just do that. Just set it up, see who comes in and out or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. You know, <laughs> like for like a few hours, just like, Hey, just come in and say hello to somebody. Yeah. And just like, just have like the setup, just set up right here. And just like, I might not be on, I might be on, I might just <laughs> bug right there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's just New Year's is so different this year. I think, especially in it's raining. I yeah. Think a lot of people are just going to be chilling in their houses. And, but that does make me think if everything is fine next year, oh, people are going to do it big next year. No, I I think everything should be big. Everything should be about love, hugging, kissing, mm-hmm. traveling, getting back into it. Hopefully everybody takes the vaccine, but you know, that's not going to happen. But I mean, right. shit, if I could pay all the money I have to get my vaccine today, I would do it. There you go. So, uh, well, finally, just did you have any New Year's Eve re- or New Year's resolutions? Um. You know, I like to do like, you know, set it out small, you know, um, I guess, uh, I guess one of them would be finish another screenplay for 2021 okay. and, uh, perhaps maybe volunteer a little more, hmm. help people. And, um, yeah, other than that, that's an, well, easy. Yeah, I I honestly don't really do resolutions too often because I don't like to like set myself up for something I'm not going to do. But I just I want to kind of like what you hit on, if anything, I just want to try to be more positive and appreciate the little things and whatever, just kind of look at next year in a more positive light and hope for the best and try to keep away from negative people and things. Right. Get off social media for that. Right. Right. <laughs> Gotta get off that. That is, that is a horrible social media is terrible, honestly. And it's, it's sad because we need it for our jobs. <laughs> uh, right. I mean, you know why I, you know, you no, I, I, I left for a while. <laughs> I don't blame you. Everybody who like, I have friends who are done with social media. I'm like, let's, I think it's a great idea. Watch the social dilemma and you'll see why. <laughs> yeah. For sure, for sure. Um, all right, that wraps up New Year's main event. Happy New Year, Susan. Yeah, happy New Year's. <laughs> uh, and let's move on to our blind watch, which Susan watched. Uh, well, we're not Susan watched, Susan picked. picked. Uh, this is Valley Girl 2020. Uh, I went into this thinking like, oh God, what am I getting into? But really like the movie so this is more or less a musical remake of an original 1983 movie of the same name 
and this one was directed by Rachel Lee Goldenberg, who um, did stuff like The Princess and the Pony and Teachers, Divorce, Z Nation, The Mindy Project, stuff that she's worked on. And it was written by Amy Talkington, and it stars uh, Mae Whitman, Judy Greer, Jessica Roth, Josh Whitehouse, and Alicia Silverstone. Um, And, I mean, this came out during COVID, so it wasn't really released in theaters, really. Um, But, and it was released right in the height of it, like on May 8th. So uh, this movie is a musical romantic comedy movie and Susan picked this and I think we both like okay this might be good this might be bad but then I think within the first 10 minutes Susan I think we knew what we thought about it right yeah well I think within the first 10 minutes I texted Brian and said Brian I already love this movie (laughs) (laughs) so why did you pick this and what was your expectation and then what 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 did you think? I mean, you just said you love this 10 minutes in. So what, but talk, talk I, to me. I honestly, actually, when I picked it, first I was trying to think of like a screener uh, that we had to watch anyways for us to, to, to watch, but I'm glad I didn't because I think the two that I had suggested I didn't even like. But um, I was just trying to pick something that uh, we, or I wanted to pick, I was like, if I knew when it was my turn, I wanted to pick a lighthearted rom-com. And that one showed up. I remember when I saw the trailer for it, I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. Looks, it could be good. But when I saw it was on Hulu, I was like, fuck it. I already watched the prom and that sucked. This has to be better. So <laughs> um, I actually, though, once I picked it, I was not excited about it. I was just like, oh, whatever. You haven't seen it? Cool. Let's just go with that. And I was fully prepared to be apologizing to Brian, being like, damn, dude, I'm sorry. This sucks. Like, I was worried. I was worried because he, he couldn't finish the prom. So I was like, crap, if this is that bad, he may be like, I'm struggling. Uh, but this was, I don't know, like, I mean, I love 80s music. I love the the song and the song choices were really great. I loved how they just used songs that we, we knew and incorporated them to the storyline. Uh, but it wasn't, it was good acting too. I mean, you start out right when I saw Alicia Silverstone, I was already feeling good. I was like, right. No. Well, I, I think I texted you like, that's awesome that they got her here. That was really like, it's clueless. And so I was excited with her because she's a good actress. So like the acting was already good. I think that was like, like it was, it's, it's her and her daughter. And she's like telling a story very like princess bride style. And I was already like into it. I was like, okay okay, I can feel this. And everybody's a good actor in it with the exception of uh, that one kid that you don't like. Logan Paul. Yeah, he's terrible. Uh, uh, So, but everybody else is really great in it. And I mean, I think if you have good acting, uh, it was a good storyline. It's one we've seen many times before. Obviously it's a remake. Popular blonde rich girl falls for poor bad boy punk rock it's like romeo and juliet almost Mm -hmm. yeah all like you know same similar thing they're not supposed to be together but they're together yeah but it was fun i mean it was just fun so this movie is very similar to across the universe that musical movie uh, with the beatles songs in it and rock of ages where they tell a narrative through popular songs that are already 
you know, you know, top number one songs, whether it be rock and roll eighties or Beatles. And they use the lyrics to kind of, you know, that, that deeper meaning of what's going on in the movie, kind of like, like I said, um, across the universe and rock of ages. Now I know Susan hasn't seen rock of ages, but I know if she loved this movie, Valley girl, she's gonna love Rock of Ages because it's got an insane cast, including Tom Cruise, Alec Baldwin. Um, oh my goodness, tons of other people. It's like everybody, everybody's in this movie, and they're all singing using their real voices. And it's all like eighties hardcore hard, rock and roll, and it's really fun. So the music's great, but Valley Girl just definitely so like. We'll go back to WW84 set in 1984 where they force fed you like, hey, look at this. We're in the 80s. I have a fanny pack, whatever. It's stupid. <laughs> but here it's just like it worked. Like you're just they're They're not trying to like, you know, bang you over the head with a bag of hammers saying like, look, we're in the 80s. It just felt natural. Um, and that, and it was good that way, but yeah, the, the songs were good. Like Susan said, the story was good. I went into this like, Oh God. And then 10 minutes in, I was like, dude, this is like rock of ages. This is great. I am enjoying this. (laughs) Yeah. It's fun. I was singing along to it. Oh my God. I was, I was singing along and like bobbing my head, tapping my toes. I was like, Oh, I love every song. And, and the, the couple had really good chemistry. I can't remember the guy's name, but Jessica Roth, I really like her. She's ever since I first saw her in happy death day, the first one, mm-hmm. I've liked her in everything she's been in. So she's, she's really good. Yeah, she was good. You know, there was a, it's a, it's a good movie. It's fun. You know, it's funny. And like Susan said, you know exactly where this movie is going. It's highly predictable, but, you know, you add that gimmick of a musical with it. It's good. So, like, they kind of did that with uh, Anna and the Apocalypse. It's a musical high school movie about love, but add Christmas and zombies to it. You know, it's 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 a fun, fun, energetic thing. So, uh, I, I, re- I really like I liked it. And it, like... It follows the same storyline as the original one with Nick Cage, but okay. the music one is great. Like it's, you know, the punk rocker and like the Valley girl. Well, how does so, it compare to the original for you? Like, do you like the original still more? I mean, I think the original is better, but this one, this one is definitely way more fun. Like, okay. I mean, the, the dancing, the, the music, the sing-alongs, like it's, I, I would more want to watch this one just to have a good time than the other one, but I yeah. think the other one's a better film. Uh, but yeah, Valley Girl. It's I had no idea this really came out until you mentioned it. That's why we do these blind watches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just it, it forces us to search through our streaming sites, and then I'm like, yeah. I mean, all I do is I type uh, romance, and then I see this come up, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'll go with this. And, I've told Brian, this is my uh, favorite blind watch so far next to Geek Charming. I was like, it beat Geek Charming? What? It did. It did. I liked Geek Charming, but you know what? It reminded me of Geek Charming too. It was kind of the same. It's the same premise. Yeah, yeah. Same premise. Well, the Popular girl, high school. nerdy, but it's a nerdy guy. He was a nerdy guy. She just compared us to a nerdy guy because it's the film guy who loves movies. <laughs> Oh. geek charming but he's a geek it's a geek whatever <laughs> yes. I, I don't think he's a geek but that's what they label him i mean anyways like that's what but i like that obviously i that, 
another teen, another great teen eighties movie. Can't buy me love. Kind of that falls. Yes. Same thing. No, it's good. Yeah, I, I liked. Uh, I liked. I'm curious. I wonder if this movie's like on Blu-ray. If there'll be any extras or behind the scenes or anything like that. I bet. I bet. So I, I. Yeah, the only bad part is Logan Paul, who's. Yeah. He's. I don't like him in real life, and I don't definitely don't like him in the movie. But I'm pretty sure the only reason they got him for this role is, I think because he's so popular on social media that's where he started or like where what he does is like he's very popular on social media millions and millions and millions of followers so maybe by having him in the movie he would have you know sold this movie to tons of people you know that's the only reason no i can think of who he was <laughs> he st- him and his brother started out on vine uh years ago when vine was a thing and they're downward spiral like you could you could watch it you could you could you could probably just like look it up and like oh my god so um yeah lots of controversy there but valley girl good movie i thanks i i really like it's one of my favorite blind watches too yeah it was good. We, recommend I, it. It's on Hulu, guys. It's on, it's, go down to your nearest Hulu. Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be quoting that now. <laughs> I do. I, hey, yeah, absolutely. I think I actually wrote that in a review recently. Go down to your nearest Hulu. <laughs> go down to your nearest Hulu. <laughs> that guy's awesome. Oh, yeah, uh, he's really cool. Uh, so, yeah. Um, that's our blind watch. Definitely wrap up this new year's episode of no bs with brian and susan honorable mentions suggestions of movies and television that we are that we want you to watch and see uh susan start us out well i already mentioned mandalorian season two uh definitely give it it's it'll be uh very enjoyable for people who watch season one uh i have to reiterate people watch uncle frank just because i'm worried that it's gonna get like neglected during award season i hope that's not the case but i just think people it's on amazon it's one of the best films of the year please watch it uh i also coming out on amazon in january is one night in miami it very it reads like a play because it's like set it starts out in like four different settings to introduce um it's it's uh muhammad ali malcolm x uh sam cook and uh jim brown and you're apparently it's also regina king's directorial debut it's it's one of those films are just they're kind of in one setting just having a really powerful conversation for the night it's 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 good it's not my favorite but it's good it's definitely worth the watch so i just I, i still think people should watch it and then, I mean, I know Brian will agree with me on this, but Soul, it's on Disney yeah, Plus so. now. It's a great movie uh, with a just important message that we all need this year, too. So One Night in Miami is not the documentary on the making of the Will Smith music video, Miami? No, it is not. I could see how you'd think that, but it is not. That's unfortunate. I know. I know. <laughs> that is not Regina King's directorial debut. <laughs> Dang it. All right. Uh, the ones I'm going to, I mentioned Cobra Kai season three starts January 1st on Netflix. Holy shit, people. Um, if you haven't started Cobra Kai yet, please watch Cobra Kai seasons one through three because it is breaking bad levels good. Like it, tone, story, characters. This show does not deserve to be good. And it is 
goddamn amazing. Like Karate Kid movies are really good. Karate Kid one through three are good movies, but three, there's like a really? three. Two and three are pretty good. Like, they're not bad. Two is good. Yeah, two is good. I think three is not bad. Um, But one and two are good. But there's like, you know, the the 80s sentiment. And there's like a bunch of like stuff that has been said about it. And then when you're like, okay, they're making a TV series about them later on. Okay, whatever. Oh, holy shit. It's it's, it's like Mandalorian, like (laughs) Breaking Bad levels good. And I can't believe it. And this third season is their best yet. The story, the tone, they're self-aware. Like, it deserves all the Emmys. Like, legitimately. And the fight scenes are crazy, and they mean something. Uh, Like, holy shit. Like, Susan, please, Cobra Kai, my goodness. It's going to shock you how good it is. Um, And uh, the other one, I just want to mention Mondo released a big vinyl box set of season one there's a there there is an individual record for each episode for the music uh side a and side b and it just the artwork everything is about amazing um if you can find that and you're into records please try to get that uh record set it is excellent um and of course i'm just going to mention the pack if you want something lighthearted and cute watch the pack dogs and the amazing race good shit and and of course the 12 dates of christmas on hbo max crazy dating show (laughs) uh susan will soon know but uh yeah it is uh 12 dates of christmas if you're looking for something funny uh and crazy to watch 12 dates of christmas good stuff and that is our episode uh for the new year we'll be back in 2021 with all sorts of new stuff, uh, we're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google, Amazon, everywhere. Um, Susan, any any last messages? Happy New Year's. Where can they find you? Happy, yeah. Well, but yeah, you can find me on Instagram, thischickflicks.com, uh, uh, TV. I always say this, but you can easily Google me and you'll find somewhere to find me. But uh, I do wish everyone a happy new year. Yay for 2021. Let's get, look past this. (laughs) Yes. Goodbye, 2020. Hello, 2021. We welcome you with open arms. Please just come cover us. (laughs) Uh, Yes. No BS with Brian and Susan.